0: Reading, reading requires sitting alone by yourself in a quiet room, and I have friends, intelligent friends, who don't like to read because they get, it's not just bored, there's an almost dread that comes up about having to be alone and having to be quiet. When you walk into most public spaces, that isn't quiet anymore, they pipe music through. And the music's easy to make fun of because it's usually really horrible music, but it seems significant that we don't want things to be quiet ever anymore, and, and to me, I don't. I don't know that I could defend it. When when you feel like the purpose of your life is to gratify yourself and get things for yourself, there's this other part of you that is almost hungry for silence that doesn't get fed at all. Particularly now in computer and internet culture, everything is so fast, and uh, and the faster things go, the more we feed that part of ourselves, but don't feed the part of ourselves that likes that likes quiet.
1: For those unfamiliar with his work, David Foster Wallace was an American writer and teacher and the closest thing to a rock star in literary circles. That was him by the way. From his experimental writing style to his battle with depression, his life and his work have been the subject of countless articles, a few books and even a movie. During interviews, he used to speak with this inimitable poignancy and candor that made it so easy to feel connected to him. He spoke of the importance of solitude and the dangers of instant gratification. Mind you, this was 2003. Facebook hadn't been invented yet. Five years after that interview, he lost his battle with depression and hung himself in September 2008. In Feb 2009, Facebook invented and introduced us to the like button. It's been almost a decade since and to say that the world has been transformed would be an understatement. We are constantly connected 100% of the time to everyone and in a lot of ways that's great. But we are also becoming increasingly familiar with the dark side of our culture. There was an article published in The Atlantic in 2012, which told the story of Yvette Vickers, a former playboy playmate who used to star in B-grade horror movies. No one exactly knows when or how she died. You see, according to the coroner's report, she lay dead for almost a year before her neighbour found her body. The neighbour, Susan Savage, who was also an actress, noticed cobwebs and yellowing letters in the mailbox. She then reached through a broken window to unlock the door and pushed her way through the piles of junk mail and mounds of clothing. She reached upstairs and found Yvette Vickers' body mummified near a heater that was still running. Her computer was still on and the glow was permeating all that empty space. She had died alone in her apartment without anyone around her. Her body lay there for almost a year before even her neighbor found her. It was later revealed, in the months, perhaps years before her grotesque death with no children, church or immediate social circle of any kind, she had begun to look elsewhere for companionship. Vickers had made desperate calls not to friends or family but to distant fans who had found her through fan conventions and internet sites. The story quickly became viral mummified body of former Playboy playmate Yvette Vickers found in her home. Within two weeks, Vickers' lonesome death was already the subject of over 16,000 Facebook posts and close to 900 tweets. She had long been a horror movie icon, but now she is an icon of a different kind of horror, our fear of loneliness. We are now more connected than ever. But in the process, we have definitely paid a price. Politically and personally. Politically we are more divided than ever. The world is at war. We are in the middle of one of the biggest ideological conflicts in human history. The battle between the left and the right. Between conservatives and liberals. On a personal note, which is what I am more interested in. All of this connectedness has come at a cost. It has come at the cost of our solitude, our alone time. We have lost the ability to be alone without feeling lonely. Think about it. When was the last time you spent a few hours just by yourself, away from the screens, away from people? I know I haven't. Most of us haven't. To gain connectedness, we paid the price of solitude and I'm afraid we have given it away without realizing its value. What we thought was a bargain turned out to be a rip-off. We haven't been alone in so long that some of us have developed phobias around it. In extreme cases, it's become a mental illness, there's a word for it, a specific anxiety disorder by the name of autophobia. It's not the fear of our own self as the name would suggest. It's kind of a misnomer. Autophobia is also called monophobia, iremophobia, isolophobia. Yeah, it's got a lot of technical names. It's the fear of being alone. Don't get me wrong, a little bit of social anxiety is normal and even necessary for growth. But people with autophobia have this anxiety turned all the way up to 11 when they are alone it becomes so intense, that they are unable to function properly. And even for those of us without the disorder, we are still having a hard time trying to be alone. Because like everything else, being alone requires practice. And we haven't been practicing lately. It's not easy to watch, listen or generally appreciate things which are not easy, which are complicated. It takes practice to not outright discard them as highbrow and artsy. Take paintings, for example. Sure, you've glanced at a painting before, but have you really looked? Have you tuned out all the distractions and stared at it for an hour? Studied it? Opened yourself up to it? Have you allowed a painting to wrench your heart and shake you up so hard you couldn't sleep that night? Yeah, me neither. It's difficult to do that when your phone keeps buzzing every 5 minutes. But it's not too late to start. The best time is now. It can be anything. A painting, a symphony, a really good novel. Or just spending time alone with your own thoughts. But do make that appointment with yourself. Being alone is not the same as being lonely. you learn invaluable things about yourself. You'll face your fears and a lot of anxieties, and it will be terrifying at first. But realize that your deepest fears are just as much a part of you as your proudest moments. you learn valuable life skills like focus, concentration, determination, and just a general sense of calmness, something along the lines of stoicism. Its benefits are endless, and if nothing else, you'll get better sleep at night. It's time for a one-on-one with yourself. It's time to be thoughtful. This was Viral. Thanks for listening.
0: Wish you-